New Right Network presents Patriot Housewives, where real American moms tackle life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, one casserole, um, I mean, day at a time. I'm Rose. And I'm Rebecca. And this is Patriot Housewives, where real MAGA moms bring you on their journey of life, politics, and family. Don't forget to subscribe and check out our store at www.newrightnetwork.com backslash store backslash housewives. That's www.newrightnetwork.com backslash S-C-O-R-E backslash H-O-U-S-E-W-I-D-E-S. All of this is possible because of New Right Network. I want to tell you about NRN Plus. It's our premium membership for New Right Network. You can support us and conservative independent media for just $9.95 a month or $79.95 a year. If you like what we're doing, head over to www.nrnplus.com to subscribe. That's www.nrnplus.com or make any donation in any amount at nrnplus.com forward slash product forward slash support. That's nrnplus.com forward slash p-r-o-d-u-c-t forward slash s-u-p-p-o-r-t. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Christmas edition of Patriot Housewives. We've got quite a show for you today. Uh, we are going to have the 12 Trump moments of Christmas. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Good morning, everybody, or afternoon, whatever. Or where, whatever time it is, wherever <laughs> you are. You are listening. We are glad you're listening, whatever time of day it is. That is right. So... <laughs> We just decided we, since it's uh, Christmas week and everyone is getting ready for the holidays and spending time with their family, we wanted to just lighten it up and take a moment and step away from all the crazy news. Uh, we will be back at it next week, coming, you know, with to you with whatever may be happening next week. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's anyone's guess at this point. Um, so uh, we wanted to lighten it up and bring you just some fun. Um, and inspiring moments and things that, that Donald Trump has done uh, just to, to brighten your, your time here around Christmas and also maybe give some of the listeners who may not know some of these things that, that our president has accomplished or things that he has done in the last four years. Yes, because people don't always know these things because the mainstream media is usually not going to tell you. So. Yep, usually we're here not. For if, you. We got you. <laughs> if if they do tell you, it's because they were forced to tell you somehow. Like, right, oh exactly. no, we have we have to say this, you know, in order to say this. But they'll they'll definitely paint it in a black light. I mean, black yes. light, bad light. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, all right. And so I we're just gonna. Yeah, go ahead. So I was gonna say I want to point out that all of these things that we're gonna talk about are things he did while he was facing all kinds of opposition. He has no cooperation from the left. He's under fake investigations, all the negative press coverage, and he still gets so much done that we're we're only dipping a toe into the water of of all the things he's done. But I just want to point out that he did them with so much opposition that he just he just powers through and does it. Oh, absolutely. If we wanted to actually sit here and talk about and list all of the accomplishments and positive things and advancements that Donald Trump did, was able to accomplish under opposition, 
under enemy fire. We'll say sniper mm-hmm. fire like Miss Clinton did. We'll just, you know, <laughs> embellish. <laughs> uh, under uh, opposition from just about everyone, we would be sitting here talking for days. I was just kind of yeah. going over some of them last night to kind of jog my memory of because it's hard to keep up with because there mm-hmm. really are so many things. And I'm not just saying that because I support uh, President Trump. I'm saying that because it's true. Um, and some of the things I had, you know, had forgotten it, got buried in the back of my mind because there's just so many things. And I, I didn't even get through the entire list because yeah. it was very, yeah. very long. I still have it open, actually. The the list. I don't even yeah. know that it's, it's not numbered. So I don't know how many are on here, but it's a lot. It's a lot. I read it the other day and it, it took a while. We could sit here till next Christmas probably and go over, over things, but, but we've we narrowed could. it down graciously to 12 in honor of the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So do you want to get started first with with, uh, Rebecca? Sure. All right. Um, So the first one I chose is that he dismantled ISIS. ISIS is pretty much gone. And we we have him to thank for destroying it from the, the inside out or the outside in. It's gone. It's very notable to to for the that he did that. Um, I know that if you if you remember, I'm old enough to remember that when Obama was president, that it was, it rose and, uh, you know, just came to power and continued Mm -hmm. and just, like, we could not defeat them, you know, and then one thing, one thing I think is really smart, I just want to point this out about Donald Trump, um, and something I think, believe that he said, and I don't have the exact quote in front of me, um, is that you don't tell the enemy what you're doing, you don't put it on TV, you don't put your plan out there, you know, there's a thing called surprise attacks, and, that you know people sometimes people want to downplay what he does because he doesn't go get in front in front of a the tv and make a press conference to sound all fancy like hey i'm this awesome guy i'm gonna squish isis right you know he just you know, does he, it. he does he confers with the people that need the, the generals and the military and and uh you know the intelligence agencies and they go out there and they do what's got to be done in the background and they just get it done it's not about the glory of of doing it it's about doing what needs to be done for the american exactly exactly it's action and not words yeah and i think that that is great about him and i love that about him and i like that he doesn't you know (laughs) try to uh you know tell us what it what it is he's doing all the time he just Mm -hmm. does it unlike unlike you know other past presidents that want to come forward and be like well you know i'm going to give this fancy press conference and make myself sound all notable Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. but it also it, it protects us and it, it helps keep it does. you don't i've never understood why presidents came on to the media that anyone can see i mean that's not like it's exclusive to america mm-hmm. and exactly. that this is my plan we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna attack tomorrow okay well by tomorrow yeah. they're gonna be gone <laughs> yeah why would you announce that just go in there in the dark of night and do it Right. If I'm ISIS and I'm watching Donald Trump on TV say they're going to attack tomorrow, I'm like, pack things up, buds. We're we're, yep. we're out of here. <laughs> Start the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to run. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's funny. Hmm. All right. What's your well, first one? My first one, and I had to make this first because it's so, so important um, and something that I've been watching it quietly happen for the last four years. And, or this was it it leads to is that Trump signed uh, the FOSTA, which is allows states and victims to fight online sex trafficking. It's the fight online sex trafficking act. 
which yes. includes the Stop Enabling Sex Tra Traffickers Act. That's hard yes. to say. That um, and that, That's why I said that, acronym. <laughs> yeah, the FOSTA and the SESTA. And the SESTA. <laughs> um, which give law enforcement and victims new tools to fight sex trafficking. So that, that opens up a, a bigger door to talk about, too, just the fact that why? I, and I'm laughing not because really that it's funny, but because it's kind of absurd to me that why was President Trump the first president to get in here and really fight to stop the sex trafficking and human trafficking rings like right it's why? not a new thing like what what why didn't anybody else ever do this and there's been several things that he's done that I've thought why has no one done this before and like, most of them are not high stakes like that but like what the heck why has no one addressed this before exactly it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist it's not like he discovered sex trafficking and it was this brand new thing like oh my god right. you know like this right. has been happening it's been around yeah and he has, if the news has quietly buried all of these stories um, about how many people have been arrested, how many rings have been taken down, how many, most notable, how many victims have been rescued. Exactly. And it's been thousands. You see, if you, if you really look, sometimes you'll see a news story about it, a little blurb somewhere. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's thousands of, of children and women that he has, has saved from that horrible, horrible crime. Right. And I mean, this is real. Like I want to, yeah. I want to make sure that people understand that this is real. This was, this is really happening. It's still happening, but yeah. the, the, the fight is ongoing under president Donald Trump and under president Donald Trump's law enforcement mm -hmm. um, and hit the, the initiatives that he has set up and put a priority on this. This is, this is women and children and men. This is, could be your, your sister or your daughter or your mm -hmm. aunt or your uncle or someone that, you know, um, yes. this is important. And very important. president, and President Trump put a priority on it and started getting rid of these bad people, these bad actors. Mm -hmm. And it, it doesn't get, I don't think he gets enough credit for it. Like you said, there's a little blurb here and there. They're like, um, yeah, so these sex traffickers were arrested, but Trump said mean things on Twitter. Right, right. <laughs> like, like, it's just not that bad. I mean, like, you know, whatever. But I mean, it's one of the worst, most horrifying crimes out there. And, and it's, it, people get absorbed into it easily. It's, it's awful. So for him to be able to do anything to stop it is absolutely amazing. Yes. So that one, that one was on my heart. I had to give a yes. shout out to my main man, President Trump, for mm -hmm. fighting that fight and enabling law enforcement and other agencies to do what they needed to do to shut it down. And yes. does that mean that it's ended? No. no. But, but it's, it's been curtailed. Yes. Some, and that he set in motion things that will help keep it from growing even more. Yeah. So, exactly. Huge one. So, Very big. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's your next one? Okay, my next one is kind of two in one. He increased the child tax credit, which especially if you're like me and you have a whole bunch of kids, is really nice. <laughs> and he also signed a law that gives federal employees up to 12 weeks of parental leave. So that impacts millions and millions of families and it's for moms or dads, or moms and dads, um, so that you can take up to 12 weeks when you have a have a baby or adopt a baby and that's just amazing to give people that time because so many other countries do that we're like one of the worst in the world for um for parental leave so i think that's a really really good one for families that's something that impacts families every day and the child tax credit yes mm -hmm. absolutely i almost chose the the uh, parental leave one 
um, as one of my top things too, because you're right that we are one of the worst countries as far as providing that time, that mm-hmm. crucial time, you yeah. know, as, uh, but once you have a new baby at home, you know, w- six weeks for the, just a mom, that's, yeah, that's really not enough. It's not, yeah, that's you know, nothing. and it, uh, you know, there's some women, like I was fortunate enough that I was able to stay home with both of my, both of my kids. I didn't have to work. Yeah. So, um, but I did it alone, <laughs> right? you know, during right. the day it was, right. it was hard and being a, a new parent and having an infant and then having a toddler and an infant, you know, that's a lot of work, yeah. um, emotionally, mentally. So to, to have the ability to have both parents at home for the time needed for the adjustment period and that brand new baby. That's great. Like, I think that's amazing. amazing. And the tax credit. (laughs) That's awesome too. (laughs) Yes. Love that. Love it. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I want to say something real quick about that. You know, it's funny when, um, all these like these tax changes were coming home and stuff like that, you know, and people were, uh, people were, were kind of freaking out about some stuff and, um, the, the tax credit, I think the tax credit increased and then he decreased, um, taxes overall, like what they were taking out of your paycheck over the year. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed <laughs> afterwards, some people, you know, obviously not conservatives, but people that already didn't support Donald Trump, they were mad that the refund was smaller and they were like, <laughs> they're not smart nah. enough to understand that they already have that money. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump's keeping our money. He's, he's blah, blah, giving it to the rich. And I was like telling people, I was like, dude, if you want a bigger refund at the end of the year, change your withholding throughout yeah, the year exactly. and let the government hold on to your money because you can't, you can't save it for yourself and earn the interest on your own. That's fine. Right. You do it however right. you want, you know, but let, let uncle Sam hold on to your money and then you'll get more back at the end of the year. Cause that's what was right. happening before. Understand <laughs> how it works. It's not that difficult. I mean, it's it's, it's a simple concept. (laughs) I think some people think they're getting free money at the end of the year and they don't realize that what they're getting is their own money back that they overpaid into the government. Exactly. And it is, it is nice to get that check, but when you think about it, it's like, you know, it is my money. I'm entitled to this money. (laughs) Right. It's not, it's not like something that, that. It's not a um, gift. No, they're not rewarding you for, you know, being a good taxpayer all year long. They're like, hey, you gave us too much money and we sat and earned interest on it all year. So we're going to give part of that back to you. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. It just, it kills me. Like the, the need for civics 101 in this country is massive. Oh, it's so bad. bad. You know, uh, interestingly, yesterday I was, I was talking to my son. Um, He's 14 and, um, we were, oh, I know what it was. We were watching this TikTok video and, um, this, this mom was like, she was like parents. She's like, I'm going to ask you something. She's like, whenever I tell you, just pause this video, go find your kid, your teenager and ask them this question. And so mm-hmm. I, I paused it and went and got landed. And the question was, if I tell you to be home at a quarter after 11, what time is that? And he, he thought for a second, he was like, uh, but he did eventually get that it was 1115. Yeah. Um, but then he, he said on his own, he was like, he goes, see stuff like that needs to be more important in school. He's like, or how to do taxes. He was like, I don't need to know what, I don't know. He rambled off something that they're doing in math. He's like, I'm never going to use that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Cause even he knows, you know, yeah. but I was looking at the responses um, or the duets or whatever on that, that TikTok, And a lot of kids, they, they didn't know. They thought it was 1125 because a quarter. 
Co-quarter. Oh. I mean, it is confusing, <laughs> but once you know, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. But these are older kids. They should know that yeah, by now. They should know it's that not by like now. they were yeah. young kids. They were all like teenagers. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, kind of mind-blowing the stuff they don't, they don't know. It is that, and that mom made that TikTok because she told her daughter to be home at a quarter after 11 and she got home at 1125 and, you know, was adamant that she came home at a quarter after 11. Right. Which Bless is funny. her heart. Right. I know. I know. It's sweet. Um, but I was glad that, that, that he was able to, to come up with 1115. He's like, yeah. it's Good job, right? Mom. Like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's not all kids. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask my kids that today too. Now that, now that you say that. Okay, you're, gonna have to tell me. you're definitely gonna have to tell me <laughs> because uh w- this will will lead into one of my my trump moments here in a minute but yeah i want to know what yeah. they, what they say okay okay I'll so <laughs> so my next trump moment um is uh i wanted to talk about trump signed an order allowing small businesses to group together when buying insurance to get a better price oh that is uh, a good one yeah i i don't think that he, he gets credit for that at all i've not heard mm-hmm. almost anyone talk about that mm-hmm. um he as a matter of fact when it comes to healthcare, they he gets slammed pretty hard um mm-hmm. but he's done what he could because he doesn't have it has to be you know legislation because it got passed through as legislation the um ac what is it called affordable care act or mm-hmm. whatever i don't know obamacare yeah. was what we're gonna obamacare. call it yeah. um that crappy piece of legislation got pushed through so it's going to take new legislation to completely redo it and because it got messed up so badly like there's only so much you can do but he got rid of the the tax mandate which i thought was huge and then allowing small businesses small businesses traditionally aren't able to to provide robust insurance packages like larger employers um, can do for their employees Mm -hmm. uh, because they don't have the same buying power but by allowing small businesses to group together and get in you know, a piece of that buying power, they can offer robust packages and make it an even uh, more attractive place for, you know, their employees to work. So I thought that was really right. good. Um, having small businesses on his mind and not just big corporations that mm-hmm. get those benefits. Exactly. And that actually sort of leads into my next one. Um, this isn't, this is a different type of thing, but he made Christmas Eve a federal holiday, which Nobody's ever done that before either. I, I don't know why, but I like that because it underscores the importance of Christianity and it gives federal workers, you know, however they celebrate two days off. Sometimes like this year, they'll have a long weekend. So because Christmas is on a Friday, so they'll have like a four day weekend. So I thought that was a neat thing to do um, and kind of wonder why no one ever did that before, but that's a neat yeah, one. And- by making it a federal holiday, a lot of uh, regular businesses will honor that as a holiday yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, ones that give, you know, holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that is big, big because preparing for Christmas mm-hmm. and just being able to go on a on a trip without having to take time off of work. Right, right. You, you know? can travel, make a trip to see family or whatever if you have a little bit more time. So it's nice because yeah. a lot of people have just just Christmas Day off. So it's nice that some people will be able to have at least two days. Yeah, and with the with the uh, war on Christmas that we saw mm-hmm. leading up before um, President Donald Trump took office and brought back and you know, made Christmas great again. Um, <laughs> yes, we can say Merry Christmas. It's okay. We yeah. don't have to say Happy Holidays. <laughs> on, anytime, uh, real quick, anytime someone says Happy Holidays to me, I say Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I refuse. I'm not saying Happy no. Holidays. Yeah, I won't even buy Christmas cards to say Happy Holidays. Like, they have to say 
something Merry Christmas. related to that. Ha- I mean, yep. something that specifically says Christmas. Like I won't buy yep. the ones that say happy holidays, no matter how cute they are, because there are other holidays, but I'm celebrating Christmas. So I'm going exactly. to send my greetings for Christmas. Yeah, and I don't have any I don't have any problem whatsoever telling someone happy Hanukkah or right. you know, uh what is the other Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa or yeah. yeah, any of those things. I don't I don't have anything against those holidays. It's just grouping them all together. It it brings down the significance and the importance of each one of them. Exactly. You know? So it's it's, it's it, it ignores all of them, not just Christmas. Yeah. I mean if you're saying so, happy holidays, you're going Hanukkah, you're going Kwanzaa. Yeah. Whatever. So you know, you're saying, I, I don't want to offend you by saying the wrong holiday. So I'm just going to group it all together and make them all less important. Yeah, no, that's okay. Exactly. You know what? Tell If you someone tells me happy Hanukkah, I'm not going to be offended. No, I'm gonna say, I don't care. Happy Hanukkah. Absolutely not. I'm not going to yeah. be offended. You know, yeah. if there's someone tell us to tell me, I don't know if it's happy or Merry Kwanzaa. Do you? I don't know. I'm probably well, happy, but I don't know. If it's happy Kwanzaa or Merry Kwanzaa or whatever, I'm not going to be offended. I'll say it mm-hmm. back to you. You know, exactly. I hope and you I have should, a happy Kwanzaa. Right, exactly. Like that's great. Celebrate the holidays that you yeah. celebrate. You know, my my grandma, she's my step grandma, um, is Jewish by by heritage, not mm-hmm. by religion, but by heritage. She grew, mm-hmm. but she did grow up religiously Jewish. Um, she's actually, fun fact, um, directly related to Abraham Lincoln's brother. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, she like her 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 lineage goes directly back. Her maiden name is Lincoln. Um, oh, wow. Really yeah, so which is really cool, but she's got a lot of, of uh, history with with Jewish traditions, and so mm-hmm. as a teenager, I lived with my grandparents, and I was very interested. So, you know, even though we celebrated Christmas and we were a Christian household, um, we still, per my request, because I wanted to learn about it, we still brought out the menorah, and you mm-hmm. know, she would make you know, potato latkes and like do some yeah. of the traditional things. So there's nothing wrong with these holidays. Right. Embrace them, learn about them. Don't right. try to shut it down. Right. You know. Right. Exactly. I talk, I talk too much about everything. I'm sorry. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you have many, many thoughts, and that is good. We're glad. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know where I was going with that, except for the fact that I'm going to say Merry Christmas, and so mm-hmm. I. I'm glad that he made Christmas Eve a federal holiday. Um, because it does underscore um, the importance of that holiday and allowing people to uh, have the time that they need um and you know would want to spend with family so that's great definitely definitely all right so my next one there was a lot that went with this but i just put this one one tidbit in here because i wanted to talk about this in 2018 president trump signed the groundbreaking first step act it's Mm -hmm. a criminal justice bill which enacted reforms that made our justice system more fair and -hmm. helped former inmates successfully return to society and there was a lot that went with that, and I, I wanted to, to touch on that, especially with the fact that we've got a, a potential um, Biden presidency looming over our heads with the crime bill that he signed <laughs> um, <laughs> back in the 90s, yeah. and the fact that it took all the way up here to President Donald Trump some 30 years later to start fixing the mess that was, was made back then, and mm-hmm. you know, I just want to point out that there was, you know, um, African Americans were disproportionately arrested under that crime bill. Um, there was all kinds of things that happened, and Trump started to fix that. He started to make our justice system more fair, send people home, right some wrongs of people mm-hmm. that are sitting in prison for decades over a, you know, a marijuana charge. Right, right. Like Alice Johnson, who um, appeared at the RNC, 
we hear a lot about her. She's a good example of that. Right. And um, let's see, there was some more information that I was reading about it. The First Step, Step Act expanded judicial discretion and sentencing of nonviolent crimes. So the, the, the minimums, um, like, you know, that, that people are, have for certain sentences, you know, you have a five-year minimum or a 10-year minimum or whatever just for doing this, it, will, it gave them some more discretion, um, you know, for a first offender for mm -hmm. nonviolent crime so that we weren't just locking people up over and over right. again, which is insane to me that we were even doing that. And then the fact that we were catching releasing illegal immigrants that came here and raped and murdered people. Like, right. it makes no sense. So right. he, he stepped in and took a system that had been broken and started to fix it and make it more fair. Cause yes, we need justice. We need order. We need rules. We need laws, but right. they need to be fair. Right. Exactly. Yes. That is a very good one. And my next one um, is another law that's one of those things that like, why has no one done this before? Um, but he signed a law that makes animal cruelty a federal felony so that people who do those things can face tougher penalties. So yeah, definitely know. one one that you're like, why has, why was yeah, that I don't needed? Know. Why is it not done already? <laughs> yeah, why is, yeah, where was he when Michael Vick was uh, doing all that crazy stuff? But um that's just a good one because, I mean, you know, thinking about, about people who do that sort of thing, I mean, anybody who would hurt an animal, I'm sorry, you're a horrible, horrible person, and you deserve a very strong penalty, but as I don't know literally why no one had ever done that before. It's very puzzling, but I'm glad that he did that. That's something that he saw that was a, a hole missing, and he filled it, and so that is a good one, even though that's, that's kind of random, but it's one that caught my eye on that list because it's just it's so simple but so important well you know it's a great example because i i wonder how many people even knew that he did that um probably nobody probably not except except for people who did that kind of stuff <laughs> and right, are, are like, now being punished for it right well exactly and no it's just kind of swept under the rug like yeah no no one even knows that he did it yeah so that's, I think it's a great example um, and super important too, because there should have already, that should have already been in place. There should have already been harsh yeah. penalties for that. Yeah. Don't understand um, that one, but I'm glad. He yeah. did. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> he just, he thought of all the things. <laughs> exactly. It's like his mind goes 4,000 miles an hour and he thinks I cannot keep up with him. And he is 10 steps ahead of everybody else all the time. It's, it's, it's kind, of, kind of mind, it's kind of mind boggling to watch it, watch it play mm -hmm. out. Like he is a, an incredibly intelligent individual, yeah. um, almost alarmingly so. Yeah, I would say. And he he seems very intuitive, also. He is. So you, that's is. A, a combination that that not many people have, but it, I it really I think it really allows him to see things that other people didn't see and think, oh well, we need to do X Y Z because it's never been done before. So let's go do it, and he makes right. it happen. So. Yep, exactly. So my next, my next one, and I, I think this is super, super big accomplishment pre-COVID, mm -hmm. um, that the poverty rate fell to a 17-year low of 11.8% under the Trump administration as a result of the job-rich rich environment, which also goes hand-in-hand hand with our historically low uh, on recorded history of unemployment. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was down to what, I think 3%. Is that what it was? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And 
he created like three point something percent millions of new jobs. I don't haven't even seen the number recently, but pre COVID, there were millions of new jobs created by his administration. Right, this is the, incredible. The, the uh, unemployment for rate for women, the unemployment rate for African Americans, the unemployment rate for youth, um, mm -hmm. you know, several sectors where we had seen the unemployment rate kind of uh, higher, dis we'll say disproportionately higher, um, they all dropped to one of, you know, his, one of a historical record, a historical low. Um, he was able to bring manufacturing back to America, bring companies back to America. And I want to point something out, you know, some people they get in an absolute fit about lowering taxes and um, the lowering taxes. We don't want, we don't want big government. We don't want the government taking more right. of our money. We right. don't want them to have control over us and make all of these, these programs that, to give away free stuff. That's not what we want. We want prosperity in America. And how do we do that? We make America attractive for businesses to come here and don't you, people should not get mad about giving breaks to corporations because corporations create jobs jobs exactly. create income exactly. income <laughs> income puts money in your pocket money in your pocket creates people makes people go out and spend it which stimulates the economy which yep. creates more jobs which creates more prosperity that is how you do it that is capitalism yep. that is what our country was built on and yep. that is what the democrats are warring against because it creates free thinkers it creates people who are not dependent on the government and it breaks their plantation yep. very very well said absolutely true and they i just are, I, I, I had to say it because i don't think yeah. that the people really understand i don't know why people want to pay more taxes no and i also don't understand why do we want to tax the rich more that provides no motivation for people to be upwardly mobile. If, if I think, oh, if I'm a, a billionaire, I'm going to have to spend millions of dollars a year on my taxes. I have no motivation to try to do better and try to earn more. It's, right. you know, it has like the opposite effect of what, of what it should. So I don't understand the whole idea of, of heavily taxing rich people. I mean, I mean, I don't it's, either. It's the American dream. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly no what I was going to say. Like, with, this is the American dream that you can come here and, and you can have the same opportunity on the same playing field as anyone else in America mm -hmm. and work your way up mm -hmm. and become a millionaire if you want. There's no, there's nobody saying, hey, nope, we have too many millionaires right now. You're going to have to wait in line. You know, exactly. it's, <laughs> it's, it's all so up to the effort that you put in. Yes, exactly. And, and the, the fact that you can have endless amounts of success, that is what keeps you going and keeps you motivated and, and makes you want to live that dream. Right. And it's, it, you know, people are talking about the amount of people that, that don't have that. That is not because they're not afforded the opportunity to do so. And you can't, exactly. you can't claim, you can't exactly. claim any, anything about your, your, your past or your back roots or this opportunity, that opportunity, because there are people from all walks of life, mm -hmm. people that came here with, $10 or less in their pocket mm -hmm. who have successfully made something of themselves, built exactly. up a family legacy. You know, it's available. It's just the effort you put into it. It's not going to be handed exactly. to you. Exactly. And I don't know if you um, like Dr. Thomas Sowell. Um, he is an economist. Um, he's retired now, but he used to write a, a syndicated column and he's wrote, written a lot of um, really fascinating books. Um, he has a lot of great quotes and one of them that I come back to all the time is equality of opportunity does not mean equality of results. So we can all have the same opportunities, but we're not all going to have the same outcomes right. because we have different motivations. We have different um, levels of, of 
motivation to work and so forth. But, you know, even if we all have the same opportunities, we're not all going to have the same results. Right. And, you know, a lot of these people get, or, or a lot of these people, I say that a lot. I hear it said often that, you know, some of these people with a lot of money, they were, they didn't earn it. They were born into it. Well, you know what? They might've been born into it off the backs of the success of their family mm -hmm. who worked their butts off to build an empire. And you can right. do the same. You can right. leave a legacy for your family. Exactly. And you just know? because you're born into it doesn't mean that you're going to hold on to it. You still exactly. have to, you still have to work to hold on to it. Right. You know, money is like, it can be spent like water. It's, yeah. it goes fast. It's no guarantee. So no, it's not. And, uh, you know, if we want to talk about Donald Trump's family for a second and the wealth that they built up in the way that he raised his kids, he's, they've all said, and he said that they, nothing was given to them. They were mm -hmm. taught the, the right. value of hard work. They were taught to go out and learn how to, they're in real estate, you know, learn how to operate the machinery of the people that are, are building the, their, you know, the Trump towers and stuff mm -hmm. and to interact with and, and be respectful of everyone from the, the janitor to a, a CEO, you treat them all with the same you respect. The and same. That is, you know, where their family has gotten so much success and real quick, in mm -hmm. case anyone wants to come in and, and start, you know, throwing out, Oh, well, Donald Trump has had so and so many filed so and so many bankruptcies. Let's just talk real quick about the, percentage of businesses that make it past the five-year mark it's very very low very low it's like five percent it's something ridiculous mm -hmm. okay he has like 20 plus businesses that have made it past the five-year mark and are successful right. and he has a handful i think 11 of businesses that they were startups they were acquisitions they didn't they didn't work so he did uh, he took his legal options to file the bankruptcies on there and cut off the dead weight mm-hmm which, why, why wouldn't he? I mean, right. <laughs> like you, you're not going to be successful in every single thing that you touch, but his success rate is absolutely astonishing and way past the normal, you know, 5% of businesses that make it. It is. And he's, you know, he's in his seventies. He's been, he's had a career for a very, very long time. So we're talking about, you know, 50 plus year career. You're going to have some ups and downs. I don't, I don't understand what the big deal is. I mean, <laughs> He's wildly successful. You know? Exactly. I mean, if I don't anything, get it. We, could, we could learn from him, you know, re read his books that, that he has with the, the art of the deal and, you know, take some, some cues and, and tips from him. And we could go out and try to do something similar because we live in America. Exactly. And we can, we can do whatever we want. Yes. yes, we can do whatever we want. We can be as successful as we want or as not successful as we want. And the only person and the only entity that we have to blame for our success or our failure is ourselves. Amen. And I will, and I will say this one last thing that we can move on is that you are not a failure unless you give up. Exactly. Exactly. That is the only thing that marks failure yep. in this beautiful free country that allows you to start over again and again. Start over. Pick up, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and start over. People exactly. do it every day. The only, the only failures of, are those of the people that quit, that give up. If you, exactly. if you, you tried something, it didn't work and you moved on, eventually you will persevere, keep pushing through and mm -hmm. you will get to the point where you will be successful if you just don't quit. Yes. Amen. Very so, simple. Very true. Yeah. On, on today's inspirational quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Inspiration with Patriot Housewives. <laughs> it is Christmas after all, after all. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So is it my turn? Are we it that? is your turn. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, the last two I picked are kind of just things that are not 
accomplishments. They're just events that happened that kind of show Trump's just love for our military and the kind of person that he is that I think people don't see a lot of the time because, you know, we're too busy with that mainstream media narrative that he's, you know, orange man bad. You know, he's, he's a different person, I think, than people realize. So my last two are kind of related to that. So first one, last year on Thanksgiving in 2019, um, he, I don't know if he told the media he was going golfing or if he just let them think he was going golfing. He was going to go to Florida or whatever and golf. So the media makes this huge deal about it because, you know, why the most powerful man in the world can't take a day off on a holiday and go play a round of golf, I don't know. But, yeah, they made this big fuss about it. So the, on Thanksgiving Day, turns out he's in Afghanistan visiting the troops and his wife is with him. They show footage of it. The troops are going crazy. They love him and he loves them. And it's just so obvious. And I loved that because not only did he pull a fast one on the media, but he showed his true colors and he showed how much he loves our military and he was there to support them. And I can't imagine how much of a morale booster that was for them to just have this surprise visit from their commander in chief. It's, that's just so cool. Um, but it was just also funny how he just totally played the media. <laughs> He's so you know, he, does, <laughs> he does that a lot. And it's really funny. Like, it uh, it's, I, I always say that, you know, he does the whole, like, don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. You mm -hmm. know, um, mm -hmm. when, when president Trump starts a, a tweet storm on Twitter, or he does something kind of, you know, off the wall and the media goes and runs crazy with it. I'm always looking in the background to see what's really going on. Because if you've noticed, if you'll go back and look over history and you kind of compare, because I've been doing it for the last few years, that every single time the media ran with some kind of ridiculous story and, and we're like, oh my God, I can't believe he tweeted that, you know, mm. he's over here doing this. You know, he's over yeah. here signing deals. He's over here. Exactly. He's uh, getting it done. He's getting it done. And he's, he's keeping the, uh, feeding the hyenas, you know, over here, yeah. <laughs> keeping them busy so he can get stuff done over here without media interference. Yep. And, um, you know, he was able to keep that a surprise visit for the troops uh, going out there and surprising them and doing, you know, exactly what Donald Trump does, which is, mm -hmm. you know, everything that's in line with someone who truly loves this country yep. and visiting them on Thanksgiving. And, you know, that was just, it was heartwarming. It was, it was who he really is. Exactly. You know? And that's why I chose that one because I thought it just, it just exemplifies that. And I, I think if I remember, I believe they served them dinner and everything. So like you're walking through the food line, oh, hey, there's the president, you <laughs> know? <laughs> right. Mean, just really, just really, really neat, and just really hands-on, and a really neat thing to do. Yeah, he—he's just—he's such a—he's such a great guy. Like, I—he's not eloquently spoken. I'm not mm -hmm. eloquently spoken. You know, <laughs> uh, I don't need a smooth talker. I need someone that shows me who they are with their actions, not their words. Exactly, and that's—that's that's exactly it. He gets stuff done, and he may not say it in a in a bright, shiny way. I don't really care. I mean, look at look at his predecessor who said everything in a bright, shiny way and didn't do anything or did, <laughs> did stuff that we didn't like. I, mean, I don't care how you say it or what you say. I'm looking at what you're doing and how you're doing it. And you're showing your true colors when you do stuff like this. So. Exactly. Like I would rather have someone who, um, you know, talks, uh, talks like he's a, a regular American from New York. Mm -hmm. and uh goes and visits the troops on thanksgiving than to have a community organizer who speaks who speaks such pretty words and then sends billions of dollars of cash to iran in the middle of the night exactly, exactly. so the 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 actions are 
absolutely speak for themselves and um he he's done it over and over again yep. so those are those are some of the best ones <laughs> so, <laughs> so I my, yes he's he's wonderful so my next one um was super important to me um and that is that trump directed the education secretary to in common core yes Core was the worst. worst. <laughs> oh my God. It's so bad. Like, I don't understand Common Core, why, why they did that. You know, they just, it was terrible. And when I heard him, when he was uh, campaigning the first time and he was talking about school choice and he was talking about the, it, putting it into Common Core, I mean, he could have said anything else at that point. I would have voted for him, yeah. <laughs> I would have voted for him because yeah. it was so important to me because, you know, if, if if you don't have kids, you don't understand <laughs> because exactly. it's you, terrible. It's so bad. You don't, you remember what it was like when you were in school, but as a parent trying to help children do their homework with that mm -hmm. common core, like I know what the answer to the problem is, right. but you want me to show you how to do what? Like, why, why do I have to do seven steps to tell you what two plus two is? It's four. You know? I know. And you just, I've, I've had this argument with my kids like when they were learning multiplication and they would draw out this little graph of like, say the problem was four times six, they would draw out like four, um, four dots and six dots and they would count them. I'm like, no, like you memorize your times tables. You just know six times four, 24. You learn them the way we did where you just memorize them and you know them. Right. You don't have to see a visual of why it's that. It, it is what it is. You don't need to know why. Save your thinking for critical thinking subjects. <laughs> just right. memorize math. <laughs> right. Like there's, there are certain ways to do this, like to get to the answer. This is the answer. The answer doesn't change, but you're going to, you're going to mark a problem incorrect because they didn't do the, they didn't get to the same answer, the same answer that you got right. in the, the same, same way, way that you did right. it. Like, you know, if, if anything, and yes, I do understand that there are, are other kids that, that learn different ways. Some kids are visual right. learners. Right. Some kids are, are, you know, not, and that's fine to give them the opportunity to, to work it out the way that they understand how to work it out. Right. The answer is what matters, right. not how you get there. Right. So, and I think it just common core just does not teach them to think critically about anything. I mean, it's, no. <laughs> it's teaching them weird, like you have to do this to get this. No, think about this. Memorize things that are memorization learn to think critically about things that aren't I mean it right yeah the, I, I remember when when my daughter was in second grade and she brought home a, a math sheet and we were I was she was upset because she couldn't figure out how to do it and I was looking at it and trying to understand and YouTube like looking up on YouTube how you're supposed to do these mm -hmm. second grade I'm gonna reiterate yeah, it second, second grade, grade second grade math yeah. Uh, how you're supposed to do these things and we I, I was like no we're not doing this so I taught her how to get the answer the way that we were taught how to get the answer mm -hmm. we did the homework like that I sent a note in stapled it to her her paper and I said these answers are correct I was like I will not accept a, 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 a these answers being marked wrong because mm -hmm. we didn't show we didn't show this I was like you know I sent this whole note in and she got them right they didn't mark them wrong yeah good so well, yeah I think, I, I think teachers get it <laughs> Because yeah. you know, they're, they're doing their job and teaching what right. they're required to teach. But I think a lot of them realize this is ridiculous. So yeah, they do. Get a teacher who well, does well, they, something like that. They learned how to, to do math the same way that we learned how to do right. math. Like I, right. I was speaking to some teachers who said they had they had to go back and relearn. They were elementary yeah. school teachers. Yeah. And they, they had to go they and had to relearn how to do stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I've had them say to me, look, I, I 
I don't want to teach it this way. This is just what, what's required. This is how I have to teach it. But, you know, however they can figure it out, they need to do it that way. But they yep. have to, they have to put on that, you know, put on that front and then do what they're supposed to do. But, yep. Oh, goodness. All right. What's your last one? Rebecca? Okay. My last one is another kind of a, this is the kind of guy he is safe. Um, last year, last May, not this, this year, but in 2019, he went to grad, the graduation at the Air Force Academy. And he stood and shook the hand of every single cadet as they got their diploma or their degree. And there were like a thousand of them. And he stood there and shook every single hand. This man is 70 something years old, standing out there in May in the heat or whatever the conditions are, shaking the hands of every cadet. And to think about being one of those cadets and, and this is the, the end of your college career and you know how difficult it, it is to go to a service academy. I mean, it's, it's really intense. And this is, is, is a little reward you get at the end is you get to shake the hand of your commander in chief. That's just, that's so cool. But I just, I love that he did that. He's awesome. That just goes back to speaking to, you know, his character and who he mm -hmm. is and how much he has showed us over and over again, the type of person that he is, you know, yeah, that's and what he, he cares does. about. He cares about, about people, about real people. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, when we don't have a pol slick politician in the White House, and he's the first one in a long time that we've had that's not been a slick politician, um, you know, you see some of that real person stuff. And, and he's been, even though he's been in the public eye for a long time, he's still a private citizen. He's still an everyday American, um, right. just, you know, a, a, a well-known one. But he, he gets that, that, you know, like if, if we were in the White House, we would see things like, oh, wow, we should just go, go to this graduation and shake everybody's hands. You know, we would see things like that because we're just normal people. Um, right. But most of the politicians don't look at it that way or they don't have time for that or whatever. Right. That's, it's not what's important to him, but what's important okay. to, to President Trump is things like, you know, surprising the troops for Thanksgiving yeah. and shaking the hands of a thousand cadets, which mm -hmm. that's, I, I don't know if you guys have been to a graduation with that many people, but I have, they're long, it takes a long time. Mm -hmm. It does. It takes a long time to stand there and have the, you know, could you, <laughs> let's throw out that. could you imagine sleepy Joe Biden trying to stand there and shake the hands of a thousand cadets? Honestly, he wouldn't, do, I, I don't think, he'd make I don't think he could do it. No, he, he couldn't do it. <laughs> And, he's, and, and it would take longer because he'd have to sniff them. So yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Like it would be, it would be a sniffing ceremony. Yeah. So I'm not sure how many, what the breakdown is male to female at the Air Force Academy, but uh, I don't know if he sn would sniff the guys, but he would have to sniff all the girls at least. So it and would definitely take a while. He's probably an equal opportunity sniffer if we're being real. That's true. Yeah, he might be. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy well my uh my last one I, I sort of uh rolled it in with the the poverty rate it was the the lowest unemployment rate ever recorded so um in replacement of that um this is sort of your moment too we talked about it a little bit earlier um but we'll just throw this out there real quick and we'll play this little clip for you um of donald trump this year when he went to vote for himself one of the things i love about donald trump is his personality some people don't like it i actually like his personality um i, do I think he's funny i think he's <laughs> i think he's funny he's witty like you know the 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 sharp mental sharpness and clarity and, that it takes to be witty and come up with you know a response on the dime like that it's it's a yeah. lot not yeah. everyone could do it especially not sleepy joe biden um yeah. but 
President Trump is, he's very witty. He's come up with all these names for people and, you know. And they stick to you. If he gives you a nickname, you're never going to escape it. (laughs) That is who you are from that moment forward. Like, we will always have Focahontas. Like, he Mm -hmm. he crowned her Focahontas. Sleepy Joe, Crooked Hillary. Crooked Hillary. (laughs) You know, they they all have a name. And um, so this year when he went and voted during the election, um, you know, he was asked who he voted for, and I'm just going to play you his response real quick. Uh, I voted for a guy named Trump. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Let's one more time. Uh, I voted for a guy named Trump. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. You know, he's just so funny. He's like, I voted I for that. a guy named Trump. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's just so funny. Love it. Yeah, he's yeah. he's just a great guy. He's funny. He's got there's all kinds of uh, you know clips that you can go look at, and you know his rallies are they're going to be historic. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I expect them to be rewatched and, and replayed and for years to come because mm-hmm. they were entertaining, they were uplifting, they were informative. Mm-hmm. You know, have you been to one? I haven't. I haven't been to one. I want to go, um, oh, but goodness. it seems like every time that he goes somewhere where I could go, I couldn't go. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I've been to one. Um, he had one in my hometown two years ago and it was literally the most fun I have ever had. It was so much fun. It was amazing. Uh, I'm not even going to lie. I am incredibly jealous of you right now. <laughs> it was super, super fun. And I was actually able to volunteer at it through my state um, GOP organization. And so I got to kind of get in a little early and, help direct people to seats and things like that and it was just so much fun it was the most fun crowd and he was just his energy level was incredible it was so much fun I know, he's I just watching him you know he's 74 is his age by the way um okay. he's he's 70 74 years old and he has more energy than I have yeah you know yeah like, I don't I don't know how I don't know how he does it like he I just goes watching him go from state to state to state staying up till midnight or later in different mm-hmm. time zones and having the same energy at rally number five that he yeah. had at rally number one it's amazing. You know, it's amazing it is i mean maybe and, we should drink more diet coke and eat more big macs i don't know <laughs> <laughs> right right oh i know i had a little i thought of, thought of a couple of little things that i wanted to, to throw out there too um little little moments instead of accomplishments or whatever um and the, the one that you just made me think of is the fact that this man the 74 year old man who eats big macs and drinks diet coke <laughs> and uh runs himself ragged which he doesn't ever look ragged uh, right with his schedule gets this gets covid this deadly pandemic you know mm-hmm. virus and is back at it in three days i know that three was amazing. days that was pretty incredible like i i watched that whole thing play out with the media and they're like oh wow you know he's got covid he's older this is going to be so bad maybe he'll finally start start taking the pandemic seriously yeah. you know and and then they were so mad <laughs> i've never <laughs> seen someone get so mad that somebody mm. recovered quickly I know they couldn't stand it. Well, they, they can't, like I've been saying for four years, if this man cured cancer, they would complain that he put doctors out of work. I mean, they, they cannot say anything positive about him, no matter what. I've literally said the, those, that exact same thing. That is funny. 
like oh I, that's that's the exact same thing i always say if, if he cures cancer that they will come up with something exactly like that like oh look he's crashed the job market you yeah. know pharmaceutical mm -hmm. companies are out of business now like come on give me a yeah. break Seriously. but it's yeah unreal. he's 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 just crazy amazing and in, in so many things that he does and and this christmas i wanted to, i'm so glad that we got to go over some of his accomplishments and just talk about what an incredible person he is and some of the things that just uh, the tip of the iceberg you know definitely uh, of the things that he's done and and not even saying that these 12 things are, are are the maybe the biggest things that he's done or the best things that he's accomplished they're just 12 things that that were important to us um, and that, that we thought maybe not everyone had heard of. Yes, definitely. There's so many more that if you look, you can find lists out there, but they're of course not easy to find, but there are hundreds of things he's done that are just incredible. So. Yeah, and him and, and his, you know, his, his wife, first lady Melania and mm -hmm. his kids, they're all out there doing, doing what they can for America every single day. And, uh, you know, fighting back against being absolutely torn you know and slandered and they're just incredible people i think the entire yeah. trump family are are incredible people and um i'm proud to know that they that they served you know yeah. for us for the last yeah. four years and hopefully for the next four years yes and they do it all for free all for free you know they're not making a penny in fact they, he's losing money yep he is and, and i mean he, not he, that not that he needs it but you right. know he he donates his salary his net worth has gone down and none of none of them take a salary they're doing this all for free which is pretty incredible yeah it's it shows their their true character and and what the their motivation is and yeah. their motivation is is not money it's not power it's not you know any of the the typical things that you see politicians going after um in america it's really the same motivation that we all have and that's just to preserve our country and make sure yep. that you know it's not destroyed because we love america exactly so um in in light of that real quick i'm gonna i'm gonna throw throw out something real quick uh speaking of christmas and maga and america don't forget to head over to um, our website and check out our merry maga christmas line um it's only going to be available uh till the end of the week and we'll um then we'll take it down and put something else up. Um, but it is available there even after Christmas. Um, if you want to get some last minute gifts or some last minute things to add to your collection, um, the Buffalo check pretty um, design that we have, and you've got mm -hmm. shirts and, and pillows and all of that stuff. So uh, head over there to our website and you'll, you'll see that, that there for you. Definitely some really cute stuff. Yes. So, um, now we've got some really uh, a couple of funny things here that we don't want to talk about in our <laughs> our dumbest news of the dumbest week. Dumbest news of the week. Dun, da, da, da. We should have a little theme song <laughs> for like the dumbest news. <laughs> we should. We definitely should because there's there's a plethora of it to choose from. Oh my word! It's been a been a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you want to you want to quickly touch on some of these? Sure. Okay. So we we picked out four, and I think there are probably more, but we just you know at some point. Um. So here's one. Um, a transgender activist, whatever that means, um, said that all children should receive puberty blockers to delay, I guess it would delay puberty until they decide what gender they are. That's absolutely insane. You literally cannot make this stuff up. 
And yeah. the thing is, you know, I mean, we, I'm sure we both have so many thoughts about this, but I would think that the number of, of teenager kids and teenagers who question their identity or whatever is probably really, really small, like probably under 5%. So why on earth would you do that to all children? It, it's beyond understanding in, in every, every way. Yeah, what, what kills me is that you're not allowed to vote. You're not allowed to get a tattoo because it's permanent. Mm -hmm. uh, you're not allowed to make life-changing decisions until you're of a certain age because mm -hmm. it is scientifically, talking about follow the science, believe the science, yeah. <laughs> scientifically proven that a child's brain is not done developing until a certain age right. and that their frontal, core, their frontal cortex is bombarded with mm -hmm. hormones and all kinds of things are going on and their reasoning and their life, life skills and decision-making skills are not fully developed yet. So mm -hmm. why in the world would we put something that alters the course of your entire life that sometimes is not easily reversible or right. reversible at all? Mm -hmm. And that put that decision in the hands of a child. That's why, that's why we have, we're parents. Right. <laughs> that's, that's why we don't it's have unreal. children and release them into the wild to let them raise themselves. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's unreal. Why, it's insane why would anybody think, and, and, and in fairness, I don't, I don't think that anybody out there was like, oh yeah, great idea. But the fact that anyone even thinks this and is publicly saying, hey, we should, we should do, I mean, it's insane. Like, what is wrong with these people? Why would well, you <laughs> But uh, uh, one second though, Mr. Biden did say that he supported allowing he eight year eight year olds to transition. He did, which is, I mean, that's child abuse. I'm sorry. It's it is unreal. Now, if you're you know older and you have some, whatever, that's fine. Do what you do your thing. But when you're eight years old, absolutely not. You're not, you can't cross the street by yourself. Why on earth would anyone think it's okay for you to change your gender or to take hormones to stop puberty? Or it's insanity. It is well, exactly like like our our new our dumbest news of the article last week, where the mom said that her her six year old uh, spent sixteen thousand dollars in a game because he thought it was play money because he didn't understand the concept of right. it being real money. Okay, there you go. Kids right. don't think the way that adults think. Some adults right. don't think the way that adults think. Right. Um, <laughs> you know? So there is absolutely under no circumstance any reason why where that is okay. Like protect our children. Protect our exactly. children from this crazy, absolutely ridiculous train of thought. I'm not saying anything. I'm not even going to put my opinion out there as far as, you know, transgender and transitioning and whatever, mm -hmm. whatever. You know, yeah, yeah, do right. you, do you, but right. when you're an adult, do you, right? When you're a child, absolutely not. Mm -mm. Oh, and it is irresponsible parenting, in my opinion, to allow, allow life-changing decisions like that to be made at that young age. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you do have, have a child that, that is exploring different opportunities, you know, or different thoughts and, and all of that, you know, you handle that the way that you want to handle it. You parent the way that you want to parent, but as far as allowing them to permanently right. alter their body and make a decision that affects the rest of their life when they are mm -hmm. that young is irresponsible parenting. Exactly. I agree completely. I agree. And it's, I mean, you think about what that can do to a child psychologically, um, 
physically, obviously, but it just the long-term effects on their mentality. It's, I, I just, I can't wrap my brain around why people think that's okay for young right. children. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not okay to alter anything about their, their hormones and their bodies when they are eight years old. It's nope. just not okay. So. I mean, when I was eight years old, I was, you know, playing with Barbies, thought unicorns was real and I wanted exactly. to be an actress. You know, things have changed (laughs) since then. That's the way it should be. And kids already, I mean, kids already are forced to grow up too early as it is. You know, the the world that we're in and the technology they have available, it already makes them grow up too soon anyway. So why would you, why would you even put these sort of adult topics and decisions on children? I just, I don't understand it. But it kind of relates. Let kids be kids. Exactly. It kind of relates to one of our other news items which was someone saying that parents are tyrants and a quote unquote oppressive class like white people or rich people. So that is just a loaded statement. Yeah. Maybe we're being tyrannical to say we shouldn't alter our children's genetic makeup when they're seven years old, but I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Um, not only, like we said, are we, we, we don't release our children into the wild to grow up by themselves for a reason. Mm-hmm. And there are laws in place about parenting. Um, there are laws in place about schooling. There are laws in place when it comes to children for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, let's just, let's just dissect that statement just a little bit, just, just a little bit there. And, and talk about that they said oppressive class like white people or mm-hmm. rich people, mm-hmm. inferring that all white people and all rich people are oppressive, mm-hmm. which is insane enough on its own. It, if, yeah. I don't even have anything else to say about. It. I'm just going to let that yeah. that stand there with you guys, and, and and imagine I'll just say this: imagine that the same thing was said, but reverse that. Right. Poor people and people of color. Mm-hmm. Why is it okay? For people to say stuff like that just why right it's not but in this bizarre world we're living in it somehow is it's this insane is, this is the crazy world that people think they want and i don't get it now I, I i do think that people who think this way are in an extreme minority but they are extremely loud about it yep so yep. that's the thing is that they're a very very vocal minority but. I completely agree with you. So we'll, we'll leave that, we'll leave that one as it is. And we won't, we won't um, dig too deep into that because that could turn into an entire whole nother episode. Yeah. Y'all can form <laughs> your own thoughts on that one, but just so you know, yeah. there are people out there think that it's wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. So what we have here, San Francisco renaming Lincoln high school because it didn't demonstrate black lives mattered. Hmm. Yes. This high school in San Francisco is they're proposing renaming Abraham Lincoln high school because the president himself didn't demonstrate that black lives mattered. Did, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here. And, and you know, sometimes I get my, my facts mis- mixed up sometimes, but what, didn't President Lincoln abolish slavery? He did indeed, Rose. He did indeed. That's, that's, and, that's what I thought. Um, and yeah, so I mentioned last time that I'm, I'm a kind of a Lincoln groupie. So I feel like I kind of take it personally when people uh, criticize him. But uh, yeah, I don't understand this in any way, shape, or form because he did abolish slavery. And in fact, if you, if you think about it, he gave his life for that. He died because he abolished slavery. That was right. why John Wilkes Booth 
hated him and wanted to kill him because John Wilkes Booth was a racist. Yeah, so, to me, to me, this dem- this demonstrates the absolute destruction of of history, um, yeah. and the way that it that they have systematically stopped teaching what actually happened in history, and mm-hmm. and our, people are starting to forget. They're forgetting. They're or or never being taught. I don't know which one it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what tr- what really happened in our history, and if you if you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it. Exactly. Um, and it's, it's kind of scary, the amount of people who don't know, like, the fact that you're saying that Abraham Lincoln didn't demonstrate that black life, what else could he have done in his time? Right. He already yeah. was a trailblazer that he was so hated in his time, like in the South, he was so hated because he was, they feared he was going to abolish slavery. And people hated him for it. He's, he's been made a hero in death but in his own in his time with his contemporaries he was not popular people didn't like him particularly in the south because he was going to abolish slavery so he suffered because of his beliefs and he ultimately died because of what he did but you're telling me that he doesn't deserve to have a school named after him and also this is the slippery slope that we are on when you start getting rid of statues when you start getting rid of symbols and you you start ignoring history and you erase things that you don't like yeah is you turn it turns into things like this i mean what's next it's 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 unreal i just i i don't understand it it makes no sense to me whatsoever none all right so what's the last one the last one speaking of things not making sense apparently (laughs) the woke mob is now after after helen keller why because she showed white privilege oh white privilege she was deaf she was blind she had no idea what race she was or what race anyone else was but somehow she shouldn't be a a role model or an example or a a story our kids learn about because she had white because she was white that was that's the the end of the story is because she was white but I'm, i'm sitting here i'm trying not to laugh at the fact that they're calling a blind woman a white supremacist basically a racist she couldn't even see she wouldn't know when she was talking to you you could have been green she wouldn't know exactly I mean, actually she wouldn't hear you because she was she deaf hear you. Exactly. <laughs> like she had no way of 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 ascertaining what color anyone was you know exactly. she fought she she, color i mean she, period she had no way she if if anyone could have been the the of any person in our oh lord my brain if any person in our our history that had all of that removed from her would it would be her she she i mean what's she gonna feel you oh you feel you feel asian (laughs) like i don't understand like (laughs) what it makes no sense at all she doesn't even know what she looked like Exactly. I mean, it just, it makes no sense. But this, this is, this is people right now. And again, I think it's an example of when we don't know history, we don't have an understanding of historical context, that we start having people say stuff like this. I mean, what? It, it, it literally makes no sense. Like when I was a kid, I, I had books about Helen Keller. I just thought, wow, yeah. what a cool story. You know, what an inspiring person. And I mean, wow, maybe. Well, does it not matter that she was a woman and she was. uh, Her teacher was a woman? She was a disabled woman. So we've got the, we're telling, you know, people that this historical 
female figure, this historical disabled figure is not important and actually bad because she would just because she was white. So skin color trumps anything else according to these people. Right. Which is which so, is sounds racist. Yeah, it's so opposite of what they're of the message they're trying trying to send. Like does it matter or does it not matter? I know it just it drives me crazy. And this is the 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 leading conversation and I fully blame pre, uh former president Barack Obama for putting these racial fights and tensions and at the forefront because mm-hmm. I don't understand it like you you go up to someone and you say something that has absolutely nothing to do with race whatsoever like you know I, I think we should have lower taxes well that's racist what right what good morning How? well that's racist what? Only, <laughs> only white people can have good mornings are you are you crazy <laughs> like well you know I, I don't have good mornings and because you're white and you have good mornings you you're showing that you're right. oppressing me right what 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 it makes no sense and i i don't don't understand yeah they don't see how incongruent their own ideas are how how much they contradict themselves with their strange ideas but hey what it's america you think what you want but we're gonna (laughs) still think you're nutty (laughs) yeah it just it doesn't make any sense to me it's it's so it's so crazy and you know what it's been such an effective um you know way to shut shut down republicans for so long is they're so scared of being called racist that Mm -hmm. all they had to do was call them racist and they'd stop they'd stop they'd apologize instead of fighting for whatever they were fighting for they'd come out and be like i i'm i apologize and you know all this and donald trump just threw them for a loop whenever he was mm-hmm. like he just kept going he was like yep. you know they're like oh you're racist well that didn't work oh well you're sexist well that didn't work okay what else yeah. was uh you know yeah. the whole well, alphabet he, yeah he wasn't racist or sexist until he ran for president i mean duh <laughs> well yeah of course <laughs> I mean, he, he, I mean, he changed you know actually yeah. donald i think i would say that donald trump is the only president that i can remember that um definitely in my lifetime um that is the exact same person in office mm-hmm. as he was before he was elected candidate yeah. trump and president trump mm-hmm. are exactly the same nothing has changed and, I, and it's refreshing yeah. it is refreshing and I, again i think it's because he's not a politician he you know this is the first office he's ever held and that's why because it i can't remember the last time if ever there was a president who had never held any office before you know like you think of reagan sometimes but he had been governor of california Right, yeah. a career politician, but he had at least done been in something office in some way. Um, right, but typically, you know, they've done something before. So I think, you know, just being completely outside of the swamp, just it, it it makes a huge difference. And look at all he's accomplished. And I think a lot of it is because he's not a swamp creature. He's not afraid of anybody. He doesn't exactly. Play. He didn't have anything, any preconceived ways of things that that had to be done this way. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a businessman. Right. And, and he he runs this country like a business and it works. And that's how it should be ran. Yep. <laughs> to be yep. to be and honest with you, that is how it should be ran. You yep. know, and smaller government and you know, less taxes and more prosperity and trying to, you know, uh bring back the original concept of America. And mm-hmm. let me clarify when I say the original concept of America, what I am talking about <laughs> is <laughs> the American dream and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the whole reason we got away, uh, you know, from the British and, you know, to not have a tyrannical government that is mm-hmm. controlling us and telling us what we can do. And we can, we have the freedom to practice religion. Exactly. Um, and that's any religion, you know, 
people want to 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 shut down christianity and and then you know demonize you if you say anything about you know a mosque you know mm -hmm. that's freedom of religion is freedom of religion right which includes christianity which includes yep. any religion you're free to practice your religion that doesn't doesn't mean that i have to practice your religion right but you know and then you know, free the freedom to of speech the freedom to say what i think and not have a uh you know, the government tell me what I can and cannot say. Does that mean that there are things that people say that are not great? Yeah. Are the, does that mean that there are things I know I probably shouldn't say? Sure. You know, are there things that people say and I'm going to go, ooh, you know, I don't, I think that they're a bad person. I probably shouldn't listen to them. Yeah. But does that mean that the government should be able to, to tell them what you can and cannot say? No, no, no. Right. You know, so, exactly. uh, yeah. So I, I think that we, we've gone so far away from, from what America was founded on and what our constitution actually means. And it seems to me like there's a lot of people that are very confused and they don't understand and they think they're fighting for something that they're not fighting for. And I think if they ever get what they're fighting for, they're going to deeply regret it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So that's that's a, another conversation for another show too because we can go <laughs> on and on about that. You know, I was actually listening to, I don't even remember who I was listening to the other day on, um, on Sirius XM radio and you know, I've always, I've always considered myself a, a, a moderate conservative kind of, um, you know, fiscally conservative, you know, a little bit more moderate for, for social issues um, and stuff like that. But I was listening to this guy and I thought, you know what, I might be a libertarian and I didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was like, holy crap, I agree with absolutely everything that that man just said. And if that's what, the, if that's considered libertarian, I guess I'm a libertarian. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not it's not a far trip from conservatism to libertarianism. They're very similar. So, yeah, the, the, I think the biggest things that that stuck with me when he was talking was the the small government. We don't mm -hmm. want the government to control the things that we do. We don't want that. And every time that we give them a little bit more control, a little bit more control, a little bit more control, or they take it really. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're losing that. And with this with this whole whole COVID thing, you know, I think I feel like that the, the 15 days of flatten the curb was a test run to see if we would comply and we complied. Right. Um, and I'm not, I am not by any means calling anyone bad for complying. It was scary. No one knew what was going on. Um, you know, there was this, this deadly virus we were being told and people were going to die. And, and when you hear that, you know, you want to do your part as a citizen, if you can, to, um, to help stop that. You, no one wants anyone to die. Um, but I feel like we were lied to. I feel like that it was a test to see if we, we would comply to mass lockdowns, to, uh, mandates, um, you know, and it was a step in the direction to, um, see where else they can kind of step in and, and, and take over our freedoms that, that we have. Um, and it, it's scary to watch it ongoing now, you know, mm -hmm. in the, in the view of what we know now versus what we knew then. And the fact that, uh, they're going to keep trying to to do this with the lo more lockdowns and if it's a, it's a very short step from here to mandated vaccines to you know whatever it is mm -hmm. that they're going to do next and right. um i'm just not for it yeah yeah it's government so, overreach it's it's government overreach at a, a ridiculously high level um and i'm i'm glad to see that there are millions of patriots out there who are you know, starting to stand up and be like, no, I'm, this is America. Right. So, yep. but 
enough of that. Um, <laughs> uh, well, so let's bring it back in and, and, and end it on a positive note. Um, we're going to do a Christmas themed housewives recommend uh, segment Ooh. today. Yes. Yes. So I know that you said last week you, you were holding on to a, a Christmas recommendation and I have wondered since last week what that was. <laughs> well, you're in luck. So my recommendation is a movie and it is the best movie of all time ever in the history of the world. And I will fight you if you disagree with me, <laughs> but everyone, oh, should, everyone should watch this movie every year at least. It's a Wonderful Life. It is the uh, 1946 Frank Capra classic with Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed. And bar none, best movie ever. I've seen it literally hundreds of times. I've been watching it since I was a kid. And there are so many lessons in it. There are so many things that you, like, you see that you never saw before, you know, that you keep, when you keep watching it. Um, there's, it's, it's the best movie ever. That's all I can say. And it's perfect for Christmas because it is a Christmas movie and it is usually on um, NBC on Christmas Eve. So if you don't have another way to access it, it should be on Thursday night um, on NBC. And that is not a plug for NBC, by the way, just a plug for the movie. Because <laughs> um, they, I guess they own the rights to it. Um, but best movie ever, hands down, highly recommend it. Don't miss it. You know, I've never watched that movie. <gasps> what? <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> Are you crazy, girl? Okay, here's your assignment. It's a it's a special housewives assignment. You watch that movie before our next episode, and you tell me what you think. Okay, you I will. Laugh. You, you will <laughs> laugh. You will cry. You will have every emotion. It's so good. Okay, I'm definitely gonna have to watch it. Um, and next week, next week, I play, we plan on watching a bunch of Christmas movies. So I will just throw that in there. Yeah, um, and it's like your kids will probably like my kids love it. And I mean, it is an old movie. It's black and white, but my kids love it. Um, and they don't appreciate it the same way I do, but they do love it. Because I mean, like, if they didn't, I'd probably kick them out of the house. But I <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, like I love Christmas movies. Actually, Christmas is one of my most favorite times of year. There's absolutely nothing about Christmas that I don't like. Um, yeah. I love the beautiful decorations. I love the lights. Like I'm like a, a kid when it comes to that. And I like to see everything that people do. And I love Christmas carolers and all the songs and mm -hmm you know, the, the presence under the tree and watching, you know, the, the joy that people get in the giving of gifts. Um, I love uh, the movies and the, the traditions and the foods that are made during this time of year and the gathering with the family. And there's like literally nothing about this time of year that I don't love. And then, you know, people just yeah. in a, a, a generally more cheery giving uh, loving, you know, attitude during this time. And then of course, you know, uh, the celebration of Christmas itself and what it means, uh, you know, to Christians, that mm -hmm. is also super important. Um, so uh, when, when we decided we were doing a Christmas episode, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. but I would, I, I've got two movies, um, that I want to say one of them is an older movie, which is one of my favorites. I don't know that it's as old as, um, it's a wonderful life, but it, uh, it's still an older movie is miracle on 34th street. Yeah. Um, it's one of my That's absolute favorite Christmas <laughs> movies. I love yes. the story of it so much. And it's, it's very heartwarming and, 
um, one of the best Santas, and I feel like it's, yes. it's gotta, oh, I think he was uh, the best one. He, yes. he was definitely one of the best Santa, and um, I just love that movie. I watch it every year. Uh, and then a newly discovered, a newer Christmas movie that I think is great, and I don't know if you've seen it yet, uh, but Christmas Chronicles. I haven't seen that one. Oh my goodness, that is your assignment. Okay. Is to Christmas watch. Th- there's two now. One uh, one came out last year. Now there's Christmas Chronicles too. It has Kurt Russell as as Santa Claus, and okay. the the second one was good. The first one is better. Um, the first always. one was so good. I yeah, always. I could watch that movie over and over again. It is just one of the cutest, most heartwarming, um, Christmas movies, especially for a new newer movie because I feel like newer Christmas stuff it, it gets kind of weird, you know. Yeah. Um. But this one was so great, and it's such a uh, a focus on family and just the joy of Christmas, and I I really really enjoyed it. Plus, it's got some really great like uh, Christmassy song sings, which I have this weird thing for you know anybody that sings and dances. So yeah, yeah, um, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's check that out. <laughs> yes, you will definitely have to check it out and let me know what you think because I really okay. really liked it. I mean, everyone, all the adults, kids, we, we all we all loved it when we watched it. Um, Excellent. Yeah, we love to watch the, Christmas movies like all yes. during the season. <laughs> so real quick before we before we let everyone go and get on with your your Christmas week, um, let let's if you will real quick. I just wanted to throw out our favorite Christmas song, Christmas recipe, and your favorite Christmas tradition. Okay. Um, Chris, I love all Christmas music. I really do. One album I'm going to recommend that maybe you haven't heard of, and that's why I'm going to recommend it. Uh, is by a group called Straight No Chaser. They are an acapella group of, it's like 10 or 12 guys, and they are so good. Um, so one that I really like is called Holiday Spirit, um, and their version of the 12 Days of Christmas is super, super, super fun, and hence it includes the best song of all time, Africa by Toto. So mm, just check that out, and you'll see what I mean. So that's going to be my Christmas song slash album recommendation. <laughs> so um, as we do, that we seem to be so similar, um, my, my <laughs> recommendation was going to be Pentatonix, which is an acapella oh, Christmas yeah. group. <laughs> yeah, they're really good too. I absolutely love, 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 love them. And my favorite song by them is Mary Did You Know. I love their oh, arrangement yeah. yes, of I that, that song. One. It is so great. The buildup and the way that they deliver that song, it will give you chills. Like I really love that song. And they're just, I I was listening to them the other night and um, we were listening to Carol of the Bells, which doesn't Mm -hmm. have any words. Right. And it's all music, but they were doing it with their mouths. Yeah. I heard that one. That's so good. They are really, really good. It blows my mind. I'm like, there's no instruments being used. That that's those sounds are being made with their mouths. And there's this is a mix of women and men. And so you've got mm-hmm. the really deep, you know, baritone and the really uh, high falsettos. And like, it's just you've got some really really great talent there. So mm-hmm. that that would be my recommendations for songs. Yes, that's a great one. Okay, what else? What else do we have? Favorite Christmas recipe. Recipe. Okay, I make a lot of cookies. I don't know if we have a way to share um, to share like a recipe. Um, in detail, but I make a lot of different cookies. Like I make sugar cookies with frosting and I make chocolate crinkles and everybody in my family has their favorite. So I try to make them all. So I make a lot of cookies that I usually we do. make around Christmas. 
we do that too. Well, we, we don't make as many different types of cookies, but we make a few cookies. But here, I, what I was going to say is um, our, fa uh, our favorite thing that's to do, and we'll be doing that this week, is we make a lot of Christmas candy. Um, Ooh, I like yeah, that. We do candy. And so we're about to uh, make a big batch. We make big, huge batches. This is big mm -hmm. production. Um, it, usually I'll do it a little bit earlier uh, because I send the kids to school um, with candy for their teachers, but we couldn't do right. that this year because of COVID. So we're, yeah. we're waiting till closer to Christmas and we'll have it out at our Christmas Eve dinner and stuff. But mm -hmm. um, we're going to make toffee and mm. we're going to make Buckeyes. So Buckeyes oh, yeah, is the those one. Are good. Yes. If you've never had a Buckeye, you don't know what it is. Um, it is a peanut butter candy that is dipped almost all the way in chocolate and it leaves a little bit of the brown on the center on the top. So it looks like a Buckeye and um, Buckeyes grow on trees. Um, that, and they're obviously named because they look like a, a, a buckeye like from a deer. Um, but yes, we make those and they're so good. They're so fun to make. Uh, if you've got little kids, um, you, you could easily make the, these with the, with the kids. You, it's just, it's real easy. It's like butter and peanut butter and con confection sugar. Um, there might be some other things and you just make this like peanut buttery, uh, not dough because you don't have to cook it, but this peanut buttery center, you roll it into balls and then you get it really cold and then you just dip it into to melted chocolate. Um, we put a little bit of the the um, food grade paraffin wax in there to make it mm -hmm. the so the chocolate doesn't melt and it, it right. stays shiny. Um, but it's so good and it's so much fun to do. That's what, what I love about that, uh, making those candies. I started doing that with my grandma and uh, we've kind of carried that over into uh, doing it as an adult and then now my daughter almost takes over. Yeah. Um, she's definitely a mini me because I did the same thing. I took <laughs> over that job. And at first I was resistant to it. Then I was, I was kind of, my heart was warmed. I was like, Oh, look at her. <laughs> so uh, that, that kind of leads right into uh, Chris, uh, favorite Christmas traditions. Does your family have any Christmas traditions? We do have a lot. Um, and I tried to think about one and one that I came up with is we like our tree is covered with ornaments that are special. Like we don't have just the generic, you know, red and green balls or whatever. Um, we have, they're all special. And so what we do is like, I have a bunch from childhood that my mom gave me, you know, when I got married or whatever. And um, we will get a new one for the kids each year. So they get one that is somehow related to their, their year or an interest they have. Um, and also when we travel, we always buy one somewhere when we go somewhere new. So we end up having too many, like we can't even fit them all on the tree anymore. Um, but then when the kids go off on their own, they can have a box of ornaments to use for their tree, that ones that are special that they um, have collected over the years. And there's some that they made in preschool and things like that um, that are really special. Um, but it's just neat when you decorate the tree to look at them and see all the all the neat ones that you have over the years or remember, oh, you know, this friend gave me this one or this is from this vacation spot or whatever. And it's really neat. It's just a cool way to kind of build mem a memory um, each year and build on that and then have something that the kids can take with them one day. Of course, our tree might be sort of empty when they take theirs. Uh -huh. but, um, but, you know, like I said, I have some from like I have my baby's first Christmas ornament from when I was born, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then when that's awesome kids. so it's kind of cool and that's something that we always do like I always get them any ornament every year but now this year you know we didn't get to do a whole lot <laughs> and yeah. not really be related to their year but I try to find something like when my daughter was in the nutcracker like I got her a nutcracker ornament that kind of thing so yeah oh I love that that's yeah. awesome 
Yeah. Yeah. We, we have, um, you know, several different things that we do only during the holidays. One of those is making those candies. I don't make those candies any other time of year except for during mm -hmm. the holidays. Um, you know, there's certain little things that we do like that. Um, I would say my, my two favorite things that, that I like doing is um, for as far as like Christmas presents go. Mm -hmm. um, I wrap. I've got two kids, so I don't do presents that have name tags on them. What I do is I wrap the presents. Uh, one, my daughter gets one wrapping paper. My son gets one wrapping paper. All of her presents are wrapped in one paper. All of his yeah. presents are wrapped in one paper. And That's they smart. don't know. They don't know which they, is which. They don't know whose is whose because we put out a few presents, you know, over before Christmas or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they don't know whose is whose until Christmas morning when they open their stocking and they find at the bottom a piece of wrapping paper that tells them which presents are theirs. Oh, so, that's so smart. So they'll, they'll, they find their, their little wrapping paper and they're like, oh, this is my wrapping paper. Then they know which presents that they can open. Oh, um, so, and that cuts down on the, you know, shaking and yeah. trying to figure out what's the, or they can do that, but they don't know if it's for them. So right. <laughs> it makes it really they, they have no idea. Uh, that's and so I, fun. I, I think I'm going to have to implement what my grandpa, my grandpa, when I was with, when we lived with him at Christmas time, you did, you could not guess what you were getting for Christmas. There was absolutely no way because you, you might have this really huge box and it's filled with potatoes and newspaper. It, there's a smaller <laughs> box on the inside that yeah. has the actual present in there. And I used to think that was silly that why he did that. And now I, I'm starting to understand as the kids are older and they're starting to guess what's in boxes, right. um, why he did that, you know funny story real quick he got my my grandma this this really expensive pen like a pen that you write with mm -hmm. um for her birthday one year and he wrapped it in a refrigerator box that and, is uh, hilarious oh my god uh, yeah and he brought it over three days before her birthday and set it in the house <laughs> and she kept looking at it and going, oh my gosh, you know, what did, what did you get? What, what is in this and, and stuff. And then when she opened it, it was a pen. There was no way she would have ever guessed, you know, no. it, for all we knew there was a pony in that box. So that hilarious. <laughs> and then <laughs> it is really funny. Um, but yeah, so I like that. I like the, 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 that we do that every year and, and you know, picking out the, the wrapping paper and um, that's really fun. I like that. I might have to steal that. <laughs> And uh, go ahead. I think I found it on Pinterest when the kids were little. No, really? I don't know if Pinterest was around. It was the internet or something. I saw something <laughs> similar to it and I was like, that's a great idea. Um, yeah, that is a great idea. Especially if you have multiple kids. Yeah. But uh, the other thing that we do, and we do it every single year, and this came from my, my grandparents uh, as well, is on Christmas morning for breakfast, after everybody has opened their presents, we have the same Christmas breakfast every Christmas morning, and it's it, we don't usually eat it any other time of the year just to make it a special Christmas morning thing, mm -hmm. uh, but we, we have Eggs Benedict. Um, oh, yeah. And my, my grandma always made Eggs Benedict for Christmas morning breakfast. And if you don't know what Eggs Benedict is, it's an English muffin, a poached egg, mm -hmm. a piece of Canadian bacon, and hollandaise sauce. And hollandaise mm -hmm. sauce is like Christmas cheer in a bite. It's delicious. Yes, um, so uh, we always do that. So it's just something to look forward to, something that's the same every year. It gives, you know, consistency and, you know, you make it special because you don't do it any other time of year. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I ordered Eggs Benedict when we went out to breakfast one morning. I felt like I was cheating on Christmas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's just fun little stuff like that. I just wanted to 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 kind of give our, our listeners a chance to to learn a little bit about us and, and our family and, and what's important to us and, uh, you know, make them think about what's important to, to them and yeah. see, you know, traditions are, are something that is fun, but it's mm -hmm. also like it's something that I, when I look back at 
uh, my childhood that part of it that was good um, <laughs> with my <laughs> grandparents. Um, it's something that, that stuck with me. That's why I carried it over into with yeah. my family and wanted my kids to have that because uh, it, it does leave lasting memories like the ornaments mm -hmm. that you did. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's really great uh, to remember this time of year. It's yeah. supposed to be happy and to instill those great memories, you know, for your children and your, that they can pass on for generations and definitely have stories to tell. Right. And someday our kids will be talking about, or, or our grandkids, like, oh, my grandma used to blah, 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 you know. And, <laughs> and I also notice with my kids that if we don't do something that we normally do, they say, well, why, why, why didn't we do such and such? You know, they uh -huh. notice those, even the ones that seem small to us, they notice them and they remember yep. them. And the next year, if you don't do that, they say, wait a minute, why didn't, like, one year we got Krispy Kreme donuts on Christmas Eve to have for breakfast the next morning. And uh -huh. it was just like a whim. Well, now we have to do that every year because, you know, like, well, aren't we going to go get our donuts? So, you know, you sometimes don't even intentionally build a tradition. It's just something right. that you do. And then the kids pick up on it and they want to keep doing it. So, you know, yeah, it's kid, really kid, important to kids too. Kids thrive on uh, consistency and rules mm -hmm. and structure yeah. and, and whether they like it all the time or not, that's different. Right. Um, but they but thrive on it. They do. They, and they love they the do. traditions. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's good to remember that during the holidays. So um, real, real quick before we let everybody go, I'm just going to let you know that your favorite housewives can now be found on Spotify. Um, so if you have, if you have Spotify, you can go into the search bar and type in Patriot housewives and you can follow our podcast cast there. It will alert you when there is a new episode available for you and you can let it play in the background and listen to um the the episodes the shows you can listen to them again go back and find something that you've missed and uh, do it all while you're on the go um, and coming yeah. soon we'll also be on apple podcast you can also find us on google play so we are uh expanding and and moving and growing and we want to thank everyone who listens because without you guys it's not possible yes absolutely and we hope everybody has a merry christmas and um we'll be back soon to talk to you more before the before the new year um but we hope you have a great christmas and enjoy those traditions and it's a different christmas but i think maybe we'll find some new things to enjoy um new traditions maybe and maybe just have more time to kind of slow down and enjoy the little things because we're a little bit less busy with the bigger things so Yes, that's absolutely true. And if anybody has anything that they'd like to hear us talk about, you can send us an email at patriothousewives at gmail.com, or you can find us on uh, Facebook, or you can find me at Maga Rose Taylor on any social media platform, and you can find Rebecca as well. Um, and you can let us know what your tips are or what you'd like to hear us talk about next. Uh, we also have some guests that we're going to be bringing on to, to talk to you as well. Um, so we are interested in anything that you, that you, any suggestions that you may have or anything you'd like to hear. Uh, and we look forward to talking to you guys soon. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Today's show is brought to you by TourGuard VPN. Protect your online identity from prying eyes today. Get a VPN. Don't let YouTube or other companies watch what you are doing online. Get a VPN. Go to www.torguard.net. That's www.torguard.net. And enter promo code NRN to save up to 50%.